This is Simple Ritz Radio, episode 43, and today we're going to predict the hottest health trends of the new year. Welcome to Simple Ritz Radio with Alexa Sherm. Alexa believes that simplicity in life is the key to achieving true and lasting health. A nutritionist by trade, Alexa has rebelled against common misconceptions about nutrition and has created a realistic health style that will allow you to live a healthy, satisfied, and more simplistic life. It's raw, it's real, it's unfiltered. It's Simple Roots Radio. And now your host, Alexa Sherm. Welcome back to this podcast. I'm your host, Alexa. And as always, I just wanted to remind you that this show is dedicated to simplifying your health, allowing you to live with more purpose, more joy, and ultimately achieve the lasting health you've been looking for. And that's exactly what we're going to aim for in 2017. And even though it seems complex and overwhelming, my passion this year is really to help break it down into the basics, helping you to live a more simplistic and healthy life that you enjoy. So I have to tell you that I love everything about the new year, the excitement, the anticipation, the thought of something new. Yet we've made the years seem like chapters in a book, right? What opened in 2016 will automatically end in 2016. But what I've learned this year is that's just not true. Unfortunately, just because 2017 comes and we put a close to 2016, it doesn't mean whatever story, whatever chapter in your story you're living right now is going to end and something miraculously new is going to happen. But it's a great thought. One of my favorite aspects is still the excitement and the self-awareness that this time brings. It's a time about looking at the past and what worked and what hasn't worked, about looking where you are right now and developing an emotion for that and seeing where you want to go, filling your life with joy, excitement, and a vision for what's ahead. And honestly, to me, there's no greater thing in growing your life and shaping who you are than just taking time to be self-aware and learning, learning from your past and your present and developing a road to success. So today I thought it would be fun to break down the hottest health trends of 2017, kind of again, starting this new year, looking into where people predict that we're going to go and really just getting excited for that. There is some great health trends that are predicted for 2017, and if we go the way that we've been going, there really is a lot of hope for our health and for our future and for the future of our kids, something that was missing in the last generation and that's created such an issue today and something that now millennials are working to change and take back. And honestly, to me, it's so fascinating to see how our thoughts and our health and everything in between has changed so drastically from year to year to year. And honestly, these health trends are probably the most exciting that I've seen in the last, oh, I follow health trends. This is gonna be really nerdy. But for the last five or six years that I've really looked at and followed health trends, these are so exciting. And that is why I'm excited to do the show because most of them are headed in the direction that I've been hoping and praying and wishing for, for our future for a really long time. So this show gives me great hope for what's to come and I hope it does you as well. So to start the episode, we're going to start talking about the top 10 trends to expect in the new year, what trends I hope to end and those that I feel like we need to take more caution on, and my own thoughts on living a realistic life in 2017. Because I'm excited for this. Buckle up. Here we go. Here are the top 10 predicted trends for the new year. 
And this is coming from multiple sources, including WellGood and a lot of leading practitioners and nutritionists and experts in their field come together to create what they considered the top trends of 2017. And I thought they did a really great job this year. So the first trend of 2017 is that people are going to reach for more inflammatory fighting foods. And can I get an amen to this? Because honestly, if we look at disease and we look at the statistics of where America is going, and maybe no one looks at that but me, but I'm going to tell you that statistically, nearly every single disease out there, some would say every single disease out there is related to an inflammatory issue. And it's something that we need to be cautious about, something that I try to teach people about, naturally just try to help people step into a more realistic view of nutrition, which automatically means anti-inflammatory, even though we may never bring the words up. But people are starting to get word that inflammatory foods are really harmful for our bodies. We're feeling the effects of inflammation in our bodies, of chronic inflammation, and we're over it, right? Like we want it to be done. So you can expect that inflammatory fighting foods are going to be on the rise. That includes things like turmeric. I just posted a recipe for golden milk chai lattes. I'll, I'll link that up in the show notes. But turmeric is going to be huge, ginger. We're also going to talk about zoodles, so that's spiralized vegetables, spiralized zucchini, cauliflower rice, nut milks, and vegan cheese. And I I say vegan cheese lightly because I love cheese. Like, at a buffet, I would rather have something cheesy over something chocolatey any day. And if you don't understand that, that's okay. But that's totally me. And so when I say vegan cheese, it just, like, pains my heart a little bit. But here's the reality. These are all substitutes for what we know to be inflammatory-causing foods. So inflammatory-causing foods are things that maybe lead to more disease or more inflammation in the body, include things like grains, like gluten, and dairy. Unfortunately, that is one of them. And so what they're saying is going to happen is that we're going to have a rise in all these foods that are going to work to beat inflammation. And in fact, we're going to see a decrease in the consumption of things like grains and gluten and dairy, more of our paleo lifestyle. But even more than that, having less focus on meat and more focus on just vegetables and whole foods. So I really do like this. And I think that there's a lot of value to that. And I'm excited in the new year. I have a lot ahead that's going to help break these things down and really just help you to take these and be realistic in the new year. So even though I'm going to give you this list of top 10 things that they're expected in the new year, don't think, oh my goodness, I don't even know where to begin. I'm going to help you. We're going to break it all down in the new year. We can start by just that golden milk, chai tea latte, so delicious. And it's a great way to add both ginger and turmeric, two of the biggest anti-inflammatory foods that there are. So again, the top health trend was inflammatory fighting foods. The second one, which again, I kind of like, is what they called work leisure. And so basically what work leisure means is that they're creating a tire for work. So nice, classy, sleek-looking work attire that's no longer pantsuits and stiff, rigid things, but attire that can be used both athletically, so it's more in tune to our active lifestyle that can cross between active wear and work wear. And so there's companies all across the board, including some of the ones that are more well-known like Under Armour and Lululemon and Athleta and Lucy Wear. They're all creating this work leisure wear that you could walk to work in and have it be comfortable walking to work in and yet still fit the work attire, classy, sleek look. 
Lululemon's lab director of the future textiles, Pascal, said that people are living more active lives, that we aspire to stay ahead of that and artfully blend the best performance textile innovation with a sense of beauty, artistry, fashion, and craftsmanship. So you can expect that companies are going to start to appreciate the more active lifestyle that people are leaving, which is a win, right? Because active being active, it doesn't mean crazy active or beating your body into submission, but just walking and biking and just staying active that we're going to start to see the trends follow that with a lot more comfortable chick wear. The third predicted trend of the new year is menstrual awareness. Now, now I also want to get another amen to this because I've been learning and saying for a while that our culture has led people to believe that all gender, no matter if you're male or female, all recommendations, all health recommendations are the same, which is absolutely not true because women are not small men, and our bodies are extremely different. The hormonal flow, how they function, how the structure is, completely different and separate. And thus why we need separate recommendations for both men and women. That's why when men hop on a diet and it works really well, or you know, women complain that their husband lost 20 pounds and they didn't lose any, it's because our body structure is completely different. Men are more adapted to change more where women naturally just have more body fat and it's harder to lose. And part of that is this menstrual awareness. For so long, menstruation was just a shameful thing. In other countries, it's a very shame-ridden thing, um, thought of as dirty. But really, if we can start to focus on the value and the benefit and the beauty of what happens in a woman's body and the fact that she can bear a child, it's pretty incredible. So menstrual awareness is going to come in and it's going to show people what our periods say about our overall health, what menstruation and the hormonal flow is teaching us about our own bodies. So again, menstrual flow maybe could be a more self-awareness, but I think all of these trends in 2017 have to do in some aspect with self-awareness. Elisa Vitti, a women hormone expert, said that our culture would have us believe that cravings, cramps, and out-of-control emotions are an inevitable part of womanhood. But she says... This is absolutely untrue. And in 2017, you can expect us to learn more about menstruation, about how our own flow is greatly affected to our overall health and really how to get back in balance. So that's trend number three. Trend number four is that we're going to see a rise in plant protein. And I don't just mean protein powder, but what they're expecting is that they see 2017 as a time where the meat case is going to be called the protein case. And consumers will be able to buy plant-based and animal protein side by side. The reason they believe this is coming to be is that they see this huge trend with millennials and growing this health market. And millennials really want what's good for them, but they also want what's good for people and the environment. So they're very minimalist focused. Some of the older generations would believe millennials are very self-centered and self-focused, Um, But I think there's going to be a balance that, a balance of learning and growing from wise older individuals to the fact that the older generation could also learn from the millennials that self-care is just as important. I think that for so long, we've lived in a world where self-care was really put on the back burner. It was almost shamed that instead of taking care of yourself, that you should be taking care of other people, that you should be working more and doing more and being more and being everything for everyone else instead of understanding that without having 
your own care without having your own health, you really have less of you to go around. And so I think we're going to start to see a switch of trying to overcome the myth that self-care is selfish and start to realize that self-care really is the mechanism to catapult you into giving more of yourself, giving more of your time, energy, and resources so that in the end, when you're more to yourself, you can be more to other people. So I hope there's that switch. And I think that that starts with millennial. And I think that millennials are picking that up. Um, and hopefully every generation across the board will start to see that and experience that. But plant protein is expected to make a comeback, which again, I'm really for. I'm not against meat of any kind or animal protein sources. I think they're great. I think that we can use and abuse them. And I think that we have really poor animal sources on the market today. And so my philosophy on this, how to make this trend real, is to focus on those plant proteins, but also when you do eat animal proteins, that eating less of them, but better quality. Because yes, higher quality animal proteins generally are more expensive. So my way around this is, again, to not consume them at every meal and every snack throughout the day, but just be cautious that when you do eat them, that they are the best source possible. And all the other times, just focus on those plant proteins. I'll link up some of my favorite plant proteins in the show notes, as well as where to get high-quality grass-fed meat for the animal proteins. So that's trend number four. Trend number five is that there's going to be a collagen boost, that we're going to see collagen on ingredients labels. You know, when we look at collagen, for most people, this is the fibrous protein that is the secret to glowing skin, shiny hair, strong nails, and a healthy digestive system. This is like the critical component of the body and one that we haven't put a lot of focus on, one that came naturally 80, 100 years ago when people used to cook with bones and uh, they used to make their own bone broth and and um, they had good quality animals and they just had more collagen naturally in their diet where today we're really, really deficient in it because we just don't see collagen naturally appearing in our food system right now because that's what the trend is. But the trend's coming back for collagen. And interestingly, the majority of our body is collagen, including our skin and our bones. But after the age of 25, people are less efficient at making it. So your body has to really start finding it elsewhere. So maybe a secret of longevity, a secret of youthfulness is collagen, something that we should probably put more focus on. Not to mention it's going to help your your joints, your skin, your hair, your nails. Um, It's going to help keep your skin smooth, so to prevent cellulite, prevent wrinkles, all those things people pay a lot of money to get rid of can really be lessened by just having a good amount in your diet. And so collagen is going to make a comeback. Again, I'm going to talk a lot more about collagen. I have a lot of recipes on my blog that already use collagen. But let's be honest, people want grab-and-go collagen, right? So we're going to see a trend in bone broth that's more grab-and-go. It's more accessible. It's something that you could just pick up at the store, pop open, and drink. I know that sounds crazy, but grab-and-go collagen is going to be a thing. And I personally love 100% grass-fed beef bone broth. Um, There's other types of collagen that you can get. There's marine collagen. um, There's vegan collagen forms as well. And I'll link all of those in the show notes of what I feel is the best sources of collagen. So again, check those out because collagen, even if it's not a trend, it's something that we should put more of an emphasis on and one that I'm going to be putting more of an emphasis on in the new year. So you can watch me integrate that into my own life um, and help you do that as well. So that's trend number five. Trend number six is that people are nesting at home. 
So I want to say, like, when I saw this, I was like, wait, we're becoming less social, but I feel like relationships are a very essential part of health and of life. So this one initially caught me off guard. But if I know myself, I love being at home, too. You know, there's nothing better than a Friday night curled up on the couch or in bed watching Netflix. I personally love This Is Us or Fuller House. I know Fuller House is just take a deep breath. You had to live in the Full House days to appreciate it. But those shows with some hot tea under a blanket is like the ideal Friday night. Now, what they are saying is that millennials love to be at home. They are creating bedroom sanctuaries. They love Netflix and they're all about self-care. And so what people are realizing is they're stressed at the end of the long week. They're tired and they just want to take care of their body, which means rest. It doesn't mean going out and partying late into the night, doing a whole bunch of things that are just more stressful in the end. But it doesn't mean that they're giving up relationships. They're just developing stronger relationships. So they're saying the trend is going away from having 500 Facebook friends that you never like and you just talk to on social media and maybe you meet up at a bar with. But instead, it's going to more deep personal relationships. So having less friends, fewer friends, a couple of friends, but friends that you do a lot with, that you live life with, that you curl up on a couch on a Friday night and you watch Netflix shows in comfy clothes without the need to look like a person that you don't want to be. So the trend is to nest at home. And I can't say I'm opposed to that. I kind of like that idea. Number seven is hyperfunctional beverages. So basically, we're going to see an end to the sugary, artificial sweetened beverages and vitamin diffused waters that really have no meaning at all. And now we're going to see hyperfunctional, ultra healthy beverages that are really going to flood the food market. We've already started to see this trend with kombucha and some green drinks, but they said that you're going to start to see other things like tonics and mixtures with apple cider vinegar and all of these other things that are really the medicinal ancient remedies that people are seeking. You know, many people are turning to these ancient remedies for their modern issues. And in the medicinal community, it's overwhelmingly accepted that herbal and natural extracts with proven efficiency can have significant impact, which is awesome because in the medicinal community, it's really accepted that these herbal and natural extracts can really have a significant impact on your attitude, appearance, and overall well-being. And these hyperfunctional beverages, they believe, are going to start to replace some of the pills and the powders and the overwhelming number of supplements on the market. And people are just going to start combining their food with their nutritional needs, which really, in the end, creates that lifestyle aspect that we so desire, right? I get pills and supplements can be overwhelming. I still think there's a time and a place. But I love the idea of combining them into a realistic system and method for people to use and take. Which brings us to number eight is that people are going minimalist and natural. Um, And I feel like we've seen this trend start to emerge with, you know, the simplicity, the minimalism at home, the capsule wardrobes, um, the, the no makeup, you know, you can hashtag makeup free or no makeup, which has over 12 million hashtags on it, which is incredible. People really have this desire to be less perfect and to be more vulnerable and to be more authentic and real, which again, I just love where this is going because I think it creates an empowering message of self-love 
and that authenticity is winning over perfectionism. And this, my friends, is where great change happens. And this is why I'm so excited for the new year. I can tell you that it's refreshing and powerful to see women reclaiming and redefining beauty on their own terms. I think it was a tragedy that for years that we've been trained to emphasize or create what we don't have. You know, put makeup on here, self-tan your body here so that it can look like you have a six-pack or it can look like you have higher cheekbones or what we've done in the past if we had this pedestal of the perfect body, of the perfect woman, and that if you didn't meet that standard, by all means, you were going to have to work or figure out a way to make yourself look nearly identical to that. And what we're doing is we're putting aside all of that and we're just starting to step into ourselves and really embrace beauty for what it is. And that's unique and different amongst all of us. And that gets me really excited and really fired up because this movement towards less guides a woman to embrace what makes her most beautiful. And that is success. Maybe that should have been my last tip, but we still got a couple more. Two more. Number nine is sobering up. Yes, alcohol is taking a back seat. There's been a lot of statistics coming out lately about the negative effects of alcohol, especially on weight gain on our insulin levels, um, on cancer rates, and not surprisingly on inflammation. So when we see a rise in anti-inflammatory foods and a decrease in inflammatory foods, then you know alcohol is going to be one of them. Plus, when people start feeling better, they have a less desire to experience the feels of alcohol or getting that high or that buzz from that and instead just want that natural, authentic feel. And so what they're seeing is that alcohol, even craft beers, all of that is on the decline and an increase in what they call healthier mocktails. So people are taking those hyper-functional beverages, putting them into bars so that no one feels uncomfortable or like they have to drink an alcoholic beverage to fit in. Instead, those who choose health can choose the non-alcoholic version of these healthy mocktails. Um, and, and they see this trend that more and more people are doing that. They're having alcohol-free social gatherings simply because they're starting to embrace and understand how their body feels and the awareness to that so that when they drink excess amounts, they, they tend to not feel as well. And people are starting to associate the two together. And that's why more and more people are sobering up. More and more people are choosing to be alcohol-free which I've never done an alcohol talk on here. I've given it to a few other people, but I too believe that alcohol is considered a toxin to the body. Obviously, anything that creates some sort of buzz or high is considered a drug and thus is having an effect, uh, a toxin that your body has to get rid of, an unneeded toxin. I'm not a huge fan of it, but I do not judge. If you want a glass of wine at the end of the day, by all means, that is your choice. But I think it's best to listen to your own body um, and to... Do that not out of social desire or feeling like you have to, but simply out of choice. But good news for those people who do not drink or would prefer not to, that healthy mocktails are on the rise. And trend number 10 is cleanse and detox, which kind of goes along with the minimalist and natural. People are just really going back to less is best. And we're doing this in things like clean beauty products. You know, we want safe beauty products. We don't want all these chemicals and unknown hidden ingredients in our products that are causing harm. Same thing goes as our food system is 
having to clean up per regulation and per customer, consumer wanting that. And so we're getting rid of a lot of dyes and food additives and food preservatives that really have no place in our food system. So we're starting to see more of a cleanse and detox where people want less. They want cleaner, healthier things that don't put a harm or a strain on their body. And through this, we also see a rise in things like um, infrared saunas. Infrared saunas, salt lamps, other things like that are going to help purify and cleanse your body, all with taking less of a burden off of it. Again, helping to reduce the cause of inflammatory causing diseases. So when we just talk about really quick infrared saunas, these are again going to be on the rise. You're going to see infrared sauna studios popping up. People are purchasing from their home and they are really, really great. So these are a different type of heat wave, different than most other saunas. It's the same technology that hospitals have been using in rehab to keep premature babies warm. Basically, what infrared saunas do is they permeate the body and raises its core temperature. Because it permeates the body, an infrared sauna doesn't have to get as hot to have a bigger effect on the body. So infrared saunas generally only go 120 degrees to 140 degrees, where a traditional sauna can get upwards of 200 degrees Fahrenheit. And because the heating system is different, infrared saunas also provide different health benefits like soothing muscles and joints and more powerful detoxification and deeper relaxation. Basically, they make you sweat more and they do a better job. So you'll see those on the rise. So those are the top 10 health trends that they expect to see in 2017. And like I mentioned, I really like where it's going. I think it's because I have this intense passion to help people to be self-aware, to help them take note and understand their own body and the uniqueness of that and apply these other things. So even when you look at the health trends, there's not a one size fits all. You know, what we didn't see on there was another diet or plan or program to push everyone into and say it's going to work for you. That really isn't what we found to work in the past So why is it going to work in the future? So really, it just comes back to there's an inward looking at yourself. And even more than that, we've become a nation who is really, really, really great at dieting, right? We can diet with the best of them, follow rules. People love that. They see success. But 90% of all people will end up failing at that diet over the long haul simply because people are really good at dieting, but they're really bad at living life. And these health trends... They incorporate the diet, the health aspect with the life aspect. And even more than that, there's not a huge focus on just food because health and diet is more than just what you're putting in your body, but the life that you're living. And that gets me fired up. It also fires me up because I'm so excited to finally see people step into real beauty. And that's the authentic, natural beauty that all of us portray and stop trying to be or create something that we're not. Um, Stop almost trying to create the false beauty and just be more accepting of who you are and accepting but also willing to create change for the better. Not to get to a smaller size, not to look more like that image that we've created out to be perfect, but to create change so that you can feel better, be happier, live more healthy, and in the end, reach your goals and dreams more because you're more productive. And that is exciting to me. And I hope it's exciting to you. I really can't think of 10 better health trends for the new year. And that's why I had to share these. There was two though on there that I wasn't totally sold on and not that I'm not sold on. And I think both of these health trends are really great for 
people who need it. Um, these would be more medical-based, pharmaceutical-based trends, not trends that I think that we should all jump on simply because we've heard great things about them. The first one is the ketogenic diet, the only diet that they expect to trend in the new year. And this is simply because I feel like the ketogenic diet is really good for health principles for people who have disease and other needs. But I think for the average Joe, it's not a great fit. Um, maybe short-term, but long-term use there. Again, it just instills diet mindset, um, deprivation, restriction, all of that kind of bad mindset that just traps you into another diet. I think it eliminates the lifestyle aspect of that, and we really have to verge the two together. If you're on a ketogenic diet and it's working, yes, I think it can do great things. Medically, we've seen really, really huge things happen with a ketogenic diet, especially for autoimmune disease, cancers, and other diseases. But just again, if you're just looking to lose weight, I would really advise you to steer clear of that and think of a better solution. And that means stepping in and embracing who you are. So the ketogenic diet, I think can be really great, but I think we need to use it with caution. And the other one is they're expecting mushroom extracts to be a really hot trend in the new year. And I think, again, mushrooms have a lot of medicinal purposes, and I think they can be really great in healing to the body and help the body detoxify. But I also experience a lot of people who have fungal overgrowth in the body, like candida, an inability to uh, gain weight, a lot of other things, SIBO, these funguses that are living in our body, whether we're exposed to mold and other particles in our system that our body is already trying to detoxify, we have to understand that a mushroom is also a fungus. And so we can see these issues worsen, even though you're adding a good thing. So again, it's just something to use caution on. Um, I think that some people can do them just fine and they have great properties to them. But other people, especially if you have a fungus, really need to avoid those fungal inducing foods for a while. So those are the two that I thought we needed to use caution. But overall, I feel like health is taking more of an aim at self-care, which is really important and the most fitting thing that we can do in a lifestyle. Not to mention they trend that health and life and wellness is going to be more mainstream and affordable, which we all want, right? We all desire. I get healthy food and healthy life is not an affordable thing. It's not necessarily budget friendly, but in the end, it always pays off. And I know that's hard to see month to month, um, but really that is going to pay off. Not to mention if we follow the other trends like sobering up and staying in more, that maybe it's just an exchange in budget, right? So you don't go out and party all the time or you don't buy a lot of expensive alcoholic beverages and instead you put more of that money back into health and other areas that are really going to help your body to grow and expand and to be healthier in the end. So again, I am loving the trends. I want to know what you think. What do you think about trends? What's the one trend that you want to focus on in the new year, at least to start the new year? I'd love for you to let me know. So email me back, uh, leave a comment in the show notes or on Instagram or Facebook, and let me know what's that one trend that you're most looking forward to and the trend that most surprised you, because I think this stuff, again, is fascinating. So my overall thoughts, even though I've put them in the notes, is that health is moving in a really, really good direction, and I couldn't be more excited. Yes, am I fearful about what is happening today? I think we all should be fearful. I think we all have some kind of emotion attached to a disease that's maybe taken a family member or had our own health scare, something that we don't want. Use that emotion to propel you into something that's more exciting, more enticing, 
and work and strive to get there. I can promise it's not another a set of rules that's going to work in the new year. It's not another diet plan. It's not going to be a miraculous pill or miraculous wrap, but what it is going to be is a complete lifestyle change. It's taking what you have and just constantly working on more self-awareness and more self-acceptance and just striving, trying new things, and most importantly, not segregating diet and your life, but merging the two together into one. That health is not just what we put in our body, but it's how we live this life. And that means choosing to be more present, which we're going to talk about in the next episode and really helping you to create and define new goals for 2017, not necessarily resolutions, but in a true action plan that's going to help you get this job done to help you live the life that you desire and that you really want. So with that, don't forget to email me back and let me know your favorite health trend and what one you're most surprised about. Honestly, my favorite health trend As the menstrual awareness, I think that there needs to be more awareness to the difference between men's and women's body. And the one that most surprised me was the sobering up, that people are going more alcohol-free. Now, I love all them, like I mentioned. And one action plan that you could do today is to be more self-aware, to have more body acceptance. You could take time today to journal about yourself, reflect on how your body is, your own health, how you feel right now, and Kind of create a vision for where you want to go. Create an emotion and a dream and a desire and to map that all out, to write that out in a journal. Take pen to paper, just like we talked about in the previous episode, episode 42 of The Lost Art of Writing, and really start to get a feel for who you are, what you want, and what you desire. So that wraps up episode 43. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. I'm excited for a new year and to see where this is all going to pan out. In the meantime, I just wanted to remind you that as the new year approaches, if you're looking to create new goals, to live a healthier life, and to combine health and life into one so that they're no longer separated, we've created a tool that might help you do just that. It's called the Nurse Planner, and it's a 12-month printed planner that includes meal planning aspects. It includes monthly goals and challenges that are going to break things down to help you simply create new habits over the course of a year. It also is a day planner to map out appointments, work to-dos, life to-dos, a place to do bullet journaling, basically space to create a life that you love and create a life that you desire in a way that works for you. Not to mention, it has space every month to map out goals, dreams, and ideas, and also to help you learn from the things that worked in the previous month and what didn't work so that you can continuously push forward creating action in your everyday life. I am beyond excited for this planner. I have one in my hands now. I love it. I can't wait for 2017 to start writing in it, to start mapping out life, and really just help me to simplify and create a sense of ease in my life to help de-stress me. And I would love for you to do that journey with me. It's gonna be a whole year of learning, of growing, and we're gonna do it all together. You can find it at thenourishplanner.com. And if you're not sure about the planner, you can sign up for a free printable week plan that is a weekly spread of the Nourish Planner that you can print out, take, and use, and try it out for yourself. See if it's something you like. And even if you don't know if you're a planner person yet, use that for a few weeks and try out taking pen to paper, which really is just one healthy step that we can take. But again, I would love for you to purchase the planner. Do this journey with us. We'll be sending out weekly updates on that, things that you can 
tips, tricks, and hacks to help make your life just a little bit more simple. So again, to grab your own copy of The Nourish Planner, head on over to nourishplanner.com and grab yours. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the show by hitting up the show notes at simplerootswellness.com slash 043. In the show notes, you can hit subscribe to make sure you stay up to date on all of the new shows that are released each and every week, as well as all of the links and resources that I've talked about in today's show. There are some good ones on there that can help you take these trends of 2017 and start implementing them today. Again, to sign up and to subscribe for the show, head on over to simplerootswellness.com slash 043. And as always, if you have one minute out of your day to spare, I would love for you to leave a rating and review on the show. I know I talk about this all the time, but it's really hard for me to express just how important this is to Simple Roots Radio and to me. These ratings and reviews mean the world to me and are the very thing that help keep this show alive and well. And also the feedback helps me to make the show what you want it to be. I would love your honest opinion and feedback of the show. To leave your own rating and review, head on over to simplerootswellness.com slash review and leave one today. It only takes a minute. And again, it literally means the world to me and I can't express that more. So thank you so much for tuning in to yet another episode of Simple Riz Radio, the top health trends of 2017. Don't forget to respond back to me and let me know what your favorite health trend is and what one surprised you the most. Also, stay tuned to next week as I have a special guest on the show, and I'm going to be sharing more about my own journey with Simple Roots, where things are headed in the new year, and my own struggle this past year. So stay tuned. It's going to be real, and I can't wait for you to join in. Until then, may you have a very happy and blessed holiday.